0: agenda a voice in the desert now here's crystal heath and hello las vegas happy thursday one and all great to have you with us again today it's the day that we talk about all things political all things that i find interesting all things that you know just pretty much whatever i want to talk about because you know it's the frittle show and on the frittle show that's what we do so we're going to start, of course, of course, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Again, one of those sayings that you really don't know why you know it or why you say it. It's just kind of there floating around in the back of your head and sometimes it comes out and people think you're weird. So, you know, yeah. Um, okay, but we're going to start with the collusion that wasn't, that isn't, that has never been okay we talked a little bit about this on tuesday and i talked about how i wish we could just all move on from it so (laughs) in keeping with my own principle we are not going to spend a lot of time on this i'm sorry if you wish that we would continue to rehash it but i'm just not going to do it i'm basically going to recap what i said on tuesday we'll talk a little bit about what some uh, media pundits and the president himself have said about this and then we will move on and hopefully i wish that we will never uh, have to speak of this again. Okay? All right. (sighs) Okay. Here are my thoughts. There was no collusion. This is good news for America. Whether or not you support the president, or like the president, this is good news for our country. It is a good thing to learn That Russia did not interfere with and did not uh, tamper with our election. It is good news that we have a president who was not involved in some sort of conspiracy or some sort of scheme uh, with Vladimir Putin and anyone else to get himself into office. Alright? That is good news. As Americans, that should make every American happy that there was not Russian interference with our election. Now, was there interference from hackers and foreign entities to some extent? Yes, I'm sure that there was to some extent, okay? Um, Was there influencing on different uh, media platforms, if you will? Yes, that has been proven. What this investigation focused on was if the president himself was involved or the president's team, were involved with Russia to try and sway the election. They were not. This collusion did not exist. Interference from some other sources, whatever. Hacking probably happened, yes. But the president, no collusion in him and his campaign team. This is good news. Just as, quite frankly, if Hillary had won the election, it would be good news if we had found out that the Russians had not, been, uh, had not been influential in making her president, if that had been the case. right? The fact that American sovereignty remains sovereign in America is a good thing. So everyone, regardless of your political affiliation, should be happy about that. Now... It was not, um, as some have said, this was not a waste of taxpayer funding or resources. Could it have maybe been accomplished faster or with less resources? That I don't know because I am not in, you know, the FBI or law enforcement or anything like that. I would guess that since this is a government function, yes, it probably could have been done in a more efficient manner. Because pretty much anything that the government does could be done more efficiently. So I will grant you that. Okay, but hmm, as I said on Tuesday, the president has done a good job overall with surrounding himself with some very good people, right? There are some very good people uh, that are in the president's team and that are on his advisory staff, and he has some very, very good people surrounding him. He also has had, and currently has, some horrible people surrounding him. Okay, nobody's perfect. I'm not attacking the president, okay? I'm just stating what I believe to be facts. Manafort, Stone, Steve Bannon, these people were not good people for the president to surround himself with. And given the fact that pretty much everyone, regardless of which side you're on, agrees that there was some sort of tampering with the election, whether you think uh, you know that was mostly due to hacking, or whether you think uh, that was undue uh, and illegal influencing through different media platforms and social media platforms, or whether you think that that was through illegals voting or through uh, through votes that were cast illegally, whether by illegals or, or deceased or whom multiple votes. Whatever it is, everyone pretty much agrees that somewhere along the line, there was interference in our election, right? Everyone pretty much agrees that there were some people, at least a few people, the president surrounded himself with that maybe weren't the best of people. And thirdly, I think everyone agrees that this election was just kind of nuts, right? It was just a little bit crazy. And you know, I I, I think it was fair, at least to to a degree, um, for there to have been an investigation so that the American people knew what happened and knew that we got a president. Uh, in the correct American uh, Democratic Republic way. That it was done in a constitutional fashion, that this is legitimate, okay? I think that that was fair. I think that having an investigation was fair. Now again, whether two years was too much or whether there was excess... That, that We can discuss that. I don't know the ins and outs of everything they were looking at, or if they actually needed two years, or if they wasted money. Probably, yes, they did, because, again, it's a government agency, and government agencies have this um, tendency, shall we say, towards wasting time and resources, okay? Granted. But I don't think that just having anything investigated was a waste of money. I don't think that because I think it was just insanity after the 2016 election and people deserved to have an answer. Well, now we have our answer. There was no collusion. And, you know, for everyone on the right who's like, I've said this all along there was no collusion. This is a witch hunt. This is a waste of taxpayer funding. It's media malpractice. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know, I, I can kind of go with the media malpractice, but quite frankly, saying that it's a witch hunt and nothing happened for two years, when we really didn't have the facts at that point, you could also say that was media malpractice. I, I think there was media malpractice, if you want to use that term, on both sides of this issue, from those that were calling uh, collusion and treason and, and illegalities uh, from the left to those who were crying uh, wolf witch hunt and everything on the right. Both sides... We're assuming that they were correct and we're presuming that what they're stating what they were saying was going to be proven true. Without having anyone set forward, okay, here is the results of our investigation, this is what happened. No one knew what the results were gonna be until the results were actually released on was it Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was? Right, so both sides were essentially taking a gamble as to being correct or not correct and you know what? I'm, I'm glad that we have the results that we do. I am, because I believe that democracy works. I believe that this is how our democracy should work, and so we don't want Russia or anyone else uh, interfering in our elections. So this is the result that we have. So those that gambled on the right, they were correct. Great. I'm very happy that we do not have collusion. This honestly, I, I, but I don't think that what we need to do is sandblast every person and outlet that cried treason or that said, you know what, we need to look into this. I mean, were they wrong? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we have a new cycle. We say all of you were wrong. There was no collusion. Now, let's get back to talking about the real news. But instead of doing that, we just keep hashing this out, and 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 talking about how wrong they were, and talking about how wrong they were, and talking about how wrong they were, and talking about how the media let us down. Look, folks, I'm sorry, but, you know, I've seen so many people on social media being like, are you not disappointed in your media outlets that have led you astray and let you down? If you are counting on any media outlet to tell you what is truth, or what you should think, or what you should believe, you're doing it wrong. Whether that's me, or or Fox News, or CNN, or MSNBC, or The Blaze, or, or, or Stephen Crowder, or Ben Shapiro, both of all, I love them, um, or The Hill, or whatever it is, that's not, you shouldn't be just assuming that anything that a news outlet tells you is 100% correct and true, and that this is then how Thou shaltest livest thy life, and how thou shaltest think thy thoughts shalt align us with everything we think. That if, if that's how you're doing things called life, you're, you're doing it wrong. You need to do your own research. I'd encourage you to read perspectives from both sides. Okay, you, you, If you just only <sighs> ever read or hear from or think about what your side says is true or not true, you it it doesn't it doesn't you're not fair or balanced okay let me just put it that way don't count on some news outlet because the thing is news outlets and if you if you haven't caught on to this by now i don't i don't know how else to put it but news outlets are no longer uh it's not the the n- age of the newsies it's not uh, it's not <laughs> it's not the time of um his girl friday you know the, the 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 great classic uh where we have reporters tracking down facts and creating stories and and it's it's that that era has gone by what we have now are primarily Uh, Opinion reporters, even if they're not presented as opinion reporters or or opinion analysts, um, essentially every, every news outlet, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, has a fairly extensive amount of bias. And I don't believe that that's going to change anytime soon. And you need to be aware of that. So, no, I wasn't disappointed in any news outlet. I'm not shocked that CNN had, you know, whatever it was, thousands of hours of reporting on the collusion. I'm, that doesn't, no, I'm not surprised by that. Why would I be surprised by that? That's the side of the story that they thought was going to be right, and so they ran with it. And quite frankly, I think it's the side of the story they wanted to be right, and so they ran with it. Nobody did a story about how many hours of footage or news or commentary Fox News did about how it was a witch hunt, and there was no collusion, because that's the side that they wanted to be, and that's the side they thought it was going to be. You see what I'm saying? Like, just, I... Bottom line is, there was no collusion. Okay, so the other side was wrong if you're on the side that said it was a witch hunt. Great! Shouldn't that make you happy? Shouldn't you be glad that you were right and just (laughs) just move on. You're able to talk about actual news now again. You don't have to keep talking about the witch hunt. Just stop talking about it. Let it go. Move on. Some people say, well, but it's such a big deal. They worked on this for two years. Okay. So what you're saying is news is that the news outlets that you say are fake news anyway have been reporting fake news for the last two years, and this is the news? Why? I don't, I don't need to know that. I already know that that is what you think. Like, I, I get it. They were wrong. Can you tell me about something that's actually going on in the world now? There was no collusion, so what is happening? And that's for both sides. CNN, MSNBC, everybody on the left, just stop. The investigation's over. There doesn't need to be another one. We don't need to see the thousands of documents. Mueller was like, "Guys, there's no collusion." Okay, just, uh, and this is, uh, this is, and this is why it's, I think it's going to keep going because the left is going to keep saying, "Oh, but we need to see all thousands of pages. We need to dig through them. We need to find something else," and the right is going to keep saying, "There's no collusion. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it." you're all just wanting to drag this on witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt (sighs) I just would appreciate if both sides would move on and that is all that I am going to say (laughs) to that regard the president has said that the investigation abused him and led to evil things (laughs) mm-hmm Uh, President Donald Trump accused those responsible for launching Mueller's probe of treasonous things against our country, and said they will certainly be looked into. He said that the release of Mueller's full report wouldn't bother him at all, which Democrats then of course jumped on and said, okay, then we want to see the entire document and not just the four-page summary uh, that they were given. Um... Uh, Senator Pelosi, or I'm sorry, wow, no, Speaker Pelosi said that all she's interested in is them releasing the full report. <sighs> Trump said that he welcomed the results, but complained he was abused by the investigation and that it all took too long. He said, quote, we can never let this happen to another president again. There are a lot of people out there that have done some very evil things, very bad things. I would say treasonous things against our country. Those people will certainly be looked at. I've been looking at them for a long time, and I'm saying, why haven't they been looked at? They lied to Congress. Many of them, you know who they are. While he didn't name names, according to the AP, uh, Trump is a, or Trump is believed to be talking about former Justice Department officials, including, including uh, former FBI director James James uh, James Comey, uh, British spy Christopher Steele, and potentially Senator John McCain. Of course. Uh, Though McCain passed memos to the FBI, the investigation had begun months before the FBI uh, saw the dossier, and, by the way, the FBI already had a copy of the dossier before McCain uh, handed it over. Trump also finds fault with the media. He tweeted that, quote, for two years they pushed the Russian collusion delusion when they always knew there was no collusion. They truly are the enemy of the people and the real opposition party. The mainstream media is under fire and being scorned all over the world as being corrupt and fake. Okay. Meanwhile, Trump's foe, (laughs) attorney Michael Avenetti, Who represented uh, stormy daniels i'm not going to get into all of that and their legal battles with the president but he was charged on monday with what prosecutors say was an attempt to shake down nike for over 20 million dollars he was also on the same day hit with separate embezzlement and fraud charges in the u.s district court in los angeles He was arrested in New York. He was released on $300,000 bond and uh, this is is not good. Prosecutors said that this guy and another lawyer who was not named in court papers met with Nike's attorneys on March 19th and told them they had a client, a former amateur coach who had evidence that Nike employees had bribed top high school players to play for Nike uh, sponsored college teams. According uh, to the complaint, Aviente Avenetti, excuse me, told Nike that he would go public unless his client was paid 1.5 million dollars, and he and this other lawyer were hired to conduct an internal investigation for between 15 million and 25 million dollars. So let's just say <laughs> that Monday was a very good day in the world of President Trump. He's cleared of collusion. They, they make it official. No collusion. And then, the lawyer, who some had said is gonna r- would run for president, would be the one that would take down the current president with his um, interactions with, uh, with Stormy Daniels and so forth. Uh, this guy is arrested for charges of embezzlement and fraud and, oh by the way, also charged with an attempt to extort Twenty million dollars from Nike. Apparently, Nike didn't uh, didn't think that that was a great great idea. And this guy's going to jail. I think, um, or maybe not, because you know he's got connections and money, so maybe he won't go to jail, but he should. We are gonna take a break. When we return, we're gonna talk about a guy you probably haven't heard of who looks to maybe. Possibly, perhaps, be emerging from the ever-growing field of Democratic candidates. Michelle Obama's memoir, something you don't know about that one. And some advice that former President Obama has been giving to freshman House Democrats. So, all this and more coming up in just a few minutes on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. All right, we are back. You know who else is back? Michelle Obama. Her memoir, Becoming, is the name of the book, has sold nearly 10 million copies since its release in November, according to Penguin Random House. And they are saying that it is very possible that the former first... the former... the former that's the word. The former first lady's work could become the best selling memoir ever. Marcus Dole is the chief executive at Penguin Random House. Did you ever stop to think about how these places get their names? Penguin Random House? That's Anyway, uh, says he doesn't have comparable figures for other memoirs with global releases, but, quote, I'm not aware in my personal experience with Penguin Random House that we've ever sold 10 million units of a memoir, including print, digital, and audiobook copies globally. Bertelsmann, I don't know what that is, presumably another publishing house, Chief Executive Thomas Rabe said, we believe this could be the most successful Memoir in history. Hmm. Becoming was the first, according to Wall Street Journal, of a two-book deal struck by Penguin Random House with Mrs. Obama and former President Barack Obama after the departure from the White House uh, in 2017 for a reported $60 million. Mr. Obama's presidential memoir is set to be released later this year, but no official date yet. Now, Sixty million dollars for the deal. And they are getting a portion of each book sold. She Sold over ten million copies. The president's about to release the book as well. The Obamas are doing alright right now. <laughs> in, case, in case you were wondering. And, you know, I had a, a lot of respect... For the former president, I read an article. Where is this at? LMT Online. It's uh, it's some version of uh. uh it's a Texas. Uh, I think it's a Texas-based version of the Washington Post. I believe it's LMT, Lone Lone Star. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't. Like you know how we have like News Three Las Vegas and it's an affiliate of whomever, I don't know who because I hardly ever watch the actual news. <laughs> uh, but they're affiliate of like CBS or NBC or whatever, so it's the same type of thing with newspapers. But anyway, so uh, this affiliate of the Washington Post uh, had a piece about how President Obama had been meeting with freshman House Democrats, uh, some of which I, I think he has five or six. Uh, former administration officials that are now serving as freshman members of the House of Representatives, Um, he met with them and encouraged them uh, to not be afraid of big, bold ideas, but in pursuing their big, bold ideas to also think about the nitty-gritty about how those ideas would actually work and how they would pay for them considering that freshman Democrats have been promoting things uh, like Medicare for All and the Green New Deal, while the president didn't specifically mention either of these items. Those are their main agenda items. So the fact that he went in and said, you know what? It's great that you have these big ideas, but you have to actually think about this. And the reasoning he gave uh, was that you know people are going to have questions, people are going to want to know how this is going to work, and you need to... N- have the answers ready to be able to present a compelling argument for why you believe uh, that this is a good idea. Now, people that were in the room said it wasn't a, a scolding per se, uh, but a, more of an exhortation, if you will. They specifically mentioned he gave an example of taxes, and they said an, a liberal could be repelled from supporting a liberal policy uh, if it cuts into their own uh, bottom line. They said that he didn't, uh, he made few, if any, most uh, attendees couldn't remember him really speaking about President Trump at all. Or the results of Mueller's investigation uh, or impeachment. Nothing like that. This was strictly a, a speech focused on have big ideas, but be prepared to explain how your ideas can and would work. He also talked about the importance of constituent services, uh, making voters feel seen and heard, um, and to work across the aisle but not to get trapped in phony bipartisanship. Hm. Now he did uh he did uh chastise Republicans for moving too far uh to the right. Um, and uh and told stories about how It took a lot of conviction to accomplish the things that he accomplished in office and that you can't get too chummy with the other side, but you also have to work with the other side. But overall, most of what has come out from this meeting is that the president was focused on, hey, you know what, have big ideas, but be actually prepared to show how your ideas would work. And he steered clear of of the president. And I just, I have a lot of respect for this. Now, I'm not going to agree with much of, if not pretty much, every policy that Barack Obama would be supportive of. I'm not going to agree with pretty much any freshman policy coming out of the House, because I know who the freshman Democrats are, and uh, there was a reason, I think, that they had President Obama speak to this group of individuals and explain to them that uh, it's great to have big ideas, but, you know, you've got to actually think about your big ideas and explain to us how they're going to, you know, work. Um... So, you know, I'm not going to necessarily agree with this, but I have a lot of respect for the president for going into a group like this and not just essentially having a campaign rally, uh, not just simply blasting the president, but actually having a real conversation about real issues. I, I, I commend him uh, for doing this, and hopefully, um, though we still won't agree on the the... Mm, policy ideas that come forward probably from these freshmen. At least, if they heed the president's words, they will be able to explain how it would work and how these things would be funded, which has been uh, greatly lacking <laughs> in recent, um, uh, yeah, in this uh, in this session of the House. <laughs> All right uh sticking with the politics I don't even know how to say this man's name which is you know potentially not a good sign for him but the mayor of South Bend Indiana is a guy by the name of Pete Budigig but I I don't I'm going to say Budigig I have no idea how to say his last name maybe we'll just call him Pete maybe we'll call him the mayor I don't know uh but in the ever increasingly crowded field of Democratic candidates, this guy according to The Hill is potentially emerging as a serious contender. He's 37 years old and uh, according to a poll from Emerson Polling over the weekend, it showed him trailing only former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders in Iowa. Now Iowa doesn't always pick winners, but this early on to be polling third in Iowa is pretty big. He won 11% of support from likely Democratic Iowa caucus goers uh, behind Biden's 25%, Sanders' 24%. So he's still got some ground to make up. But uh, I don't know that we're going to have Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders as a Democratic candidate. We could. I I could see either one of them. But I could also see a younger, fresher, newer ideas type uh, personality emerging. And this guy... um, This guy is uh, is is really smart. Okay, he speaks seven languages. Seven languages. They're calling this guy's emergence the Budigig Boomlet. I don't even know what that is. But Democratic strategist Christy Setzer said he's everywhere, he's authentic, and he's interesting and counterintuitive in his message, all of which makes him both a media darling and a serious source of intrigue for primary voters. And really, he's only trailing behind one actual candidate because Joe Biden hasn't even announced officially that he's going to run yet. Uh, Buttigieg is also the only uh, gay man running for president. Uh, And his strategy is to not run against Trump himself. This, I think, is his biggest um, asset. He's running against what he calls Republican hypocrisy throughout the party. And against Republican platforms and ideas, rather than against the president himself. I think that that is how you win as a Democrat in 2020. I believe that President Trump will not lose. I mean, I was going to say any, but there will probably be like one or two in the whole country. But I, I I think the president will lose very, very few people who voted for him in 2016. And I think his uh, his manner of governing, though his tweeting and some, you know, some aspects of his personal life still leave somewhat to be desired. I think that there will be those who were on the fence about voting for him or simply didn't vote for him in the last election because we had no record to go on and didn't know uh, what he was actually going to do if he became president. I think there will be those uh, that were on the fence or maybe that had voted for him but grudgingly or didn't vote for him just because they weren't convinced it was going to be a good idea. I think that there are those individuals uh, that this group will be more inclined to vote from this time. So I think he pulls out more people uh, actually, in this uh, second election than in his first election, and running against the president himself, I don't think is going to be overly effective because even though Democrats may not like him, uh, as long as we're not you know at war or there's some uh, national tragedy that happens shortly before the election or in the next you know year. Um, I think that people overall right now are fairly okay. With the direction that our country is going, uh, you know, fuel prices aren't through the roof, although they are sc- going up again because it's summer and this is going to happen. Um, you're you're seeing more money in your paycheck. There are more jobs available. Uh, but but I could be completely wrong because it's completely it's such a different political landscape. Everything is so polarizing. But I I think this is a good idea from this guy. Um, I think this is a, a A way to separate himself from other democrats and a way to be more compelling to voters that maybe would be you know not necessarily have a vendetta against trump himself but if he goes after what he is calling republican hypocrisy and against republican ideas not the president just against uh the 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 principles and he brings the conversation back to actual issues rather than personalities I could see that being very, very compelling, and, uh, and he could continue to rise in the polling. Now, some people are saying, you know, this is just one poll, and it's skewed, and it's ridiculous, and this will never happen. That's also a distinct possibility. So, you know, it's politics. We'll see. Never know. Uh, never know what's going to happen. Like, for example, the Pentagon has okayed $1 billion for 57 miles of border wall, according to Acting Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan. Shanahan has authorized the commander of the Army Corps of Engineers to plan and build the 18-foot-high fencing, construct and upgrade roads, and install lighting in the Yuma, Arizona, and El Paso, Texas uh, areas. Shanahan said the effort is in support of the national emergency declaration President Trump issued last month uh, for the southern border, which, of course, happened after the president refused uh, or, or after the Congress rather refused the president the $5.7 billion he wanted for construction uh, of the wall. Democrats have immediately expressed outrage about uh, this issue um, but it's going to happen Shanahan testified on Tuesday before the House Armed Services Committee, and said that the transfer of funds to the wall will not jeopardize national security. Uh, as a, that was an answer to Democrats uh, in the Senate signing a letter saying that we, they had serious concerns that the department uh, has allowed political interference and pet projects to come ahead of many near-term critical readiness issues. Uh, this guy is saying, actually, it won't jeopardize our national security to go ahead and build uh, the wall. So this plan was announced uh, late Monday evening, um, several hours before the House was scheduled to vote on Trump's veto of a congressional resolution that would have voided the emergency declaration. So, uh, But they did not have the two-thirds majority to override that. So the veto was upheld, and uh, the national emergency stands, and the wall is going to be built. Last week, Shanahan also sent to Congress, according to USA Today, a list of construction progress the Pentagon could delay without canceling them to redirect funds to the wall. An air traffic control tower in Alabama was among those projects. So, you know, for those of you in Alabama that really wanted another air traffic control tower, sorry. uh, look, like you're going to have to wait a little bit longer because the emergency funding is going to the wall. So... There you go. Now you know. All right. <laughs> we're going to take another break. When we return, we're going to shift a little bit uh, from the uh, just overall politics, talk about some good news, talk about a couple fun things before we wrap things up for today. So stay with us. By the way, a couple things uh didn't get to mention in the last... Uh In the last segment, but in addition to this other stuff happening for the president this week, ISIS, the caliphate, has been declared destroyed, officially the last holdout gone, and the Department of Justice ruled that Obamacare is unconstitutional. So we'll see what happens uh, in both of those situations, but for now, that's, that's, that's some pretty good news. Uh, Also on the good news front, Ohio has defunded Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry according to uh, LiveAction.org. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, overturned a lower court ruling and upheld a 2016 Ohio law that uh, rerouted rather, approximately $1.3 million in state funding uh, from abortion facilities to federally qualified uh, health centers. Uh, Now, Ohio has followed through, however, um, thanks to the Sixth Court Sixth Circuit disagreeing. Uh, Judge Jeffrey Sutton wrote, private organizations do not have a constitutional right to obtain government funding to support their activities. The state has no obligation to pay for a woman's abortion. Case after case establishes that the government may refuse to subsidize abortion services. So, uh, Ohio... um, So, I'm sorry. The court agreed with the uh with the original ohio law overturning the lower court that was who they disagreed with i realized i i said that wrong i misspoke who else has famously misspoken I can add my name to that famous list. Actually, it's already been on there for quite a while. But anyway, Ohio has followed through with its original 2016 plan. Planned Parenthood in Ohio and other abortion organizations in the state have been defunded. And uh, the Ohio Department of Health has notified recipients and contractors uh, last Thursday that it has ended funding, or that it will end funding rather, within a month to comply with the law uh, unless the court delays the effects of its ruling at Planned Parenthood's uh, request. Taxpayers overwhelmingly do not support paying for abortions. By the way, and want more restrictions on abortion. Uh, this uh, is, ha- was seen in Ohio's 2016 law, and it will now actually be going into effect in the state of Ohio, pending uh, the courts do not again allow Planned Parenthood to delay this thing. Have you heard about that? On whatever is your favorite news outlet? Like we're so we're so busy still talking about the collusion that wasn't. That we're not talking about actual news. Like the fact that there is a scientific reason why you cannot just eat one cookie. It's, It's true. Science has decided that you can't just eat one cookie. In fact, junk foods trigger our brain's reward zone. And when you eat junk food, especially sugar, your brain releases dopamine... And you feel good. So what food manufacturers spend millions of dollars to do is to find the bliss point, if you will, for each food. That irresistible ratio of sugar, salt, and fat. These foods bypass our normal fullness mechanisms, why, which is why you could eat like seven cookies and not feel full. Because your body is just like, I love this. It's also why we have sugar in everything now in america because sugar releases the happy uh the happy hormone that makes you go i feel good and i like this hence you buy you eat more of it you buy more of it but this is why you can't just eat one cookie why are we not talking about this like you have you're, you're struggling to get through the day with just the one cookie There's a reason. You release the happy hormone in your brain, your brain's like, hey, we want to be more happy. Eat another cookie. Hence why dieting, and just eating right in general, requires such great levels of self-control. Because your brain literally wants you to eat more. (sighs) Alright. Let's see. Um, Good news out of Russia, as well. Um, uh, two, uh, Mormon volunteers had been detained in Russia, uh, for nearly three weeks, allegedly, uh, for teaching English without a license. Now, um, we all know that teaching English as a second language is a popular way to get into closed countries as a missionary for whatever, uh, faith-based group you might be with, uh, these two young men were Mormon missionaries. They uh, they were detained for teaching English without a license. But Russia has now released them. The young men are going home. They're 19 and 20 years old. And they will be reassigned uh, elsewhere. They've been in prison for ooh, almost three weeks. Almost three weeks in a Russian prison. That's... That's a long time to be in a Russian prison. <sighs> but that is that is good news. In July two thousand sixteen, Russia implemented an anti-terrorism law that included a provision banning public missionary work. Uh, of course, many organizations, including the Mormon missionaries, complied with this. They redesignated their missionaries as volunteers. And directed them to follow the laws, providing that all proselytizing take place in houses of worship. So you have uh, volunteers for Mormons and other missions groups are doing the same thing. That work in different areas, teaching English, whatever else. And then proselytizing uh, on the side, essentially. <laughs> um, but you know, Russia, Vladimir Putin has outlawed fake news earlier this week. That's kind of silly. But he also released these two Americans and that is good news and uh so you know we got to we got to we got to give Russia credit where Russia is, uh, deserves credit. I it's not there very often, so let's just uh applaud what we can, okay? They released a couple of Americans that were being held captives captives? prisoner? Wow. You know that you've been singing many worship songs if your word that comes to mind when you think of a prisoner is a captive. Um Anyway, so good job, Russia. Way to get one right. We look forward to you doing more of the same uh, in the near future. Okay? And last but not least, I have a question for you. I must admit, this is not an original question. I'm stealing it. <laughs> I'm stealing it from someone else. And I expect a brilliant response from all of you. Facebook, Twitter, at the You can send me your thoughts there. Okay. oh but before I mention that United Airlines tweeted the other day that, that you can now fly how you identify our new non-binary gender options are now available I what fly how you identify then I I'm pretty sure I identify as first class and you can no longer charge me more to sit there or uh, or Refuse me my right to sit there because that is how I identify. Not sure if that's what they were going for, but that's how I'm interpreting this, so I'm going to need to be flying first class. Okay? I identify as first class. In all the classes. In fact, isn't there like a class above first class? I think there is, especially for like international flights. That's the... I identify as that. I identify as the people that get like their own cubicle With the chair that fully reclines, has like their own TV, and they bring them steak on a silver platter, um, and all the uh, iced tea I can drink. That is where I identify on the plane. And free bags. All the free bags. Okay, now the question, wrapping it up for this Thursday. This, is, this, this one I saw on Twitter and I was like, that is brilliant. How have I never thought about this before? Are you ready? I feel that you're ready. But here we go. By the way, if you've never seen the movie Cars, uh, this is not going to make any sense to you. If you have, I need your brilliance. Okay? Would Lightning McQueen buy car insurance or life insurance? think about that think about that would Lightning McQueen buy car insurance or life insurance we could even throw in I, I don't even know what like what like a good neighbor State Farm is there poof okay State Farm agent what is the answer to this question they're not actually here because it's not how it actually works even though the commercial says it does They are amazing, though, because, you know, Mario Giannini over at State Farm here, that's my insurance agent, they do great things for me. I used to have, I've had, oh my goodness, probably like six different insurances because I've moved around a lot. I've never had uh, a bad experience with an insurance agent or agency. I've had many different ones. I've never had Geico. I've never had Progressive. And I actually have convictions about progressive, but, um, I've never had the general. There are more probably that I haven't had than that I had, so probably it's not a good sample. But, you know, I've had, um, I've had Nationwide, I've had Allstate, I've had State Farm, I've had, um, what's the one with the deer? I don't know. Um... Irrelevant, actually. Completely irrelevant. The question is, would Lightning McQueen buy car insurance or life insurance? Head on over to Twitter or Facebook. Follow me there at The friddle and let me know what you think is the answer to this question. And I will give you uh, the results of this question tomorrow. Because tomorrow is Friday. is fun Friday. We're going to talk about all nonsense tomorrow. Uh, that's not true, actually. We'll talk about many different things. But it'll all be fun, uplifting, good news. We stay away from the politics unless something absolutely catastrophic happens in the world of politics or around the world that we have to talk about, then we will. But mostly it's just going to be fun tomorrow. So head on over to Twitter or Facebook. Let me know, Lightning McQueen, is he buying car insurance or is he buying life insurance? And your argument to back this up, okay? All right, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Always a pleasure to have you and your fellow listeners here fellow listeners i don't know but (laughs) great to have you with us hope you'll join us again tomorrow and we will see you back same time same place kvxl 101.1 fm experience liberty radio from liberty baptist church in las vegas